Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T, the show where we talk how to live occupationally with using fine motor and functional life skills. I'm your host, Mr. T. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. We're talking practical tips, practical tools, practical help for you and those you care about and love to make your life a little more functional, a little more independent. Let's talk today with the help of skills you need.com about stress. Stress is so ever present in our life. They say in our generation, in our time, there's more stress than ever before, which is ironic because there's more advances, more medical technology, more regular technology, and more standards of living and affluence and materialism out there than ever before. And maybe that's the reason why we have so much stress. Who knows? But there are some tips that could help us to reduce our stress levels. Number one, avoid caffeine, alcohol, and nicotine. Don't smoke, don't drink, and don't get addicted to coffee. Avoid or at least reduce your consumption of all of these things, especially caffeine. Caffeine and nicotine are stimulants and so will increase your level of stress rather than reduce it. Alcohol is a depressant when taken in large quantities. Even taken at all would be great to avoid, but acts as a stimulant in smaller quantities. Therefore, using alcohol as a way to alleviate stress is really not helpful. Avoid it at all costs. Avoid nicotine at all costs. Avoid drugs at all costs, including caffeine, which is a drug. Swap caffeinated and alcoholic drinks for water, herbal teas, or diluted natural fruit juices and aim to keep yourself hydrated as this will enable your body to cope better with stress. You should also aim to avoid or reduce your intake of refined sugars. They are contained in many manufactured foods, even in savory foods like salad dressings and bread, can cause energy crashes which may lead you to feel tired and irritable. In general, try to eat healthy, well-balanced, and nutritious diet. Many moons ago, when I was in camp and studying abroad and the like, I was very guilty to the fruit juices and to the sugary drinks. Luckily, once I found my wife and we got married, we decided to try to only keep water and seltzer in the house, and that really, really helps. We should really try to make sure that what we drink and what we eat, what we have in the house on hand, doesn't lead to binge eating of bad things. If you have the chocolate in the house, which we're guilty of, you have the snacks in the house, which we're guilty of, you're going to eat it, and it's not good to have it to begin with. And if it has caffeine, if it has that chocolate, it's not good for you. Try to see if you could substitute soda with seltzer. They make such good seltzers nowadays that literally taste like soda, and we're not missing out anything. You know, Poland Spring does fantastic. White Rock does fantastic. Schweppes is fantastic. All these seltzers taste so good, they're like soda, and you won't be missing out anything. You should really try to do that. Also, indulge in physical activity. I told you guys many times I now use a pedometer every day at work. I try to see how many steps. Unfortunately, today I only got 4,600 steps, and it's, you know, the day is not done yet, but um, I try to keep it on the whole day and the whole night, but the night is still young. But really, I try to get the steps in, because really you should get five to 10,000 steps a day, which I don't remember how many miles, but you're really supposed to get that 50 minutes of activity every day for a kid, 50 to 60 minutes, but for adults, we need 150 minutes per week, I believe, 120 to 150 minutes per week, which is like 30 or so more per day if you're averaging five days. Indulge in that 
physical activity. Now, stressful situations increase the level of stress hormones like adrenaline, cortisol in your body. We don't want that. These are the fight-or-flight hormones that evolution has hardwired into our brains and which are designed to protect us from immediate bodily harm when we are under threat. But stress in the modern age is rarely remedied by a fight-or-flight response, so physical exercise can be used as a surrogate to metabolize the excessive stress hormones and restore your body and mind to a calmer, more relaxed state. When you feel stressed and tense, go for a brisk walk in fresh air. Try to incorporate some physical activity into your daily routine on a regular basis, either before or after work or lunchtime. Regular physical activity will also improve your ability to be involved in things and it will also help you lead a more calm and energetic day also we should get some more sleep you know sleep oh man sleep none of us get enough sleep i believe especially those of us that have very young kids again we have three kids five and under not even five yet still four so we definitely don't need enough we don't get enough sleep we need sleep a lack of sleep and even if you get the hours sometimes you don't have the quality of sleep doctors say you can have 10 hours of sleep but it could be really crummy sleep and you still feel you were like you were hit by a train God forbid. A lack of sleep is a significant cause of stress. Unfortunately, stress also interrupts our sleep as the thoughts keep whirling through our heads, stopping us from relaxing enough to fall asleep. Rather than using a medication, try to maximize your relaxation before going to sleep. Avoid the phone right before bed. Make sure your bedroom is a tranquil oasis with no reminders of things that cause you stress. Avoid caffeine during the evening. And excessive alcohol, if you know it leads to disturbed sleep, again, try to avoid it in general. Stop doing any mentally demanding work several hours before going to bed. And make sure you could give your brain time to calm down. Try taking a warm bath or reading a calming, undemanding book for a few minutes to relax your body, tie your eyes, and help you forget about the things that worry you. Try to turn off the phone way before you go into bed. Don't use the phone before you go to bed. Aim to go to bed at roughly the same time each day so your mind and body get used to a possible and predictable bedtime routine. Try the relaxation techniques. You know, if you're in the room... And you have warm furniture, you have warm lighting, you have nice smells and present aromas, and all the senses can be helped, and that's a really good way of doing it. Try relaxation techniques. Each day, try to relax with a stress reduction technique. Many tried and tested ways to reduce stress to f try and see what works for you. For example, how self-hypnosis is very easy, could be done anywhere, even in the desk or the car. A very simple technique is to focus on a word or a phrase that has a positive meaning to you. Words such as calm, love, and peace work well. Calm, love. Peace. They work very well. Or you could think of a self-affirming mantra such as, I deserve calm in my life. Or grant me serenity. Not like Seinfeld where he says, serenity now. That's not actually helpful. But really a mantra like, grant me serenity. Focus on your chosen word or phrase. If you find your mind has wandered or you become aware of intrusive thoughts in your mind, disregard them and return your focus to the chosen word or phrase. If you find yourself becoming tense again later, simply silently repeat your word or phrase. Don't worry if it's hard to relax at first. Relaxation is a skill that needs to be learned and will improve with patience and with persistence and with practice. Talk to someone. Just talking to someone about how you feel can be helpful, especially at the end of the day. We talked about the other day how after a long day, my spouse and I try to sit down. We try to watch something together. It's good for her. It's good for me. And talking to someone about your day always helps. Anyone can be helpful. It could be a friend. It could be a spouse, family member. Talking can work by either distracting you from your stressful thoughts or releasing some of the built-up tension by discussing it. Stress can cloud your judgment, prevent you from seeing things clearly. Talking things through with a friend or colleague or trained professional or a spouse can help you find solutions to your stress and put your problems into perspective. 
keep a stress diary, not just a diary, but we talked about it throughout the seasons, how also color by numbers, color by letter, coloring, drawing, writing is really a good way to de-stress. It's not just for the kids I work with in elementary school. It's not just for the kids I see in California on Skype or the like, but really it's for us as adults. Keeping a stress diary for a few weeks or even long-term is an effective stress management tool as it helps you become more aware of the situations which cause you to become stressed. Writing, coloring, drawing also helps. Note down the date, the date, time, and place of every stressful episode. Note what you were doing, who you were with, and how you felt both physically and emotionally. Give each stressful episode a stress rating like 1 to 10. And use the diary to understand what triggers stress and how effective you are in situations of stress. It enables you to avoid stressful situations and develop better coping mechanisms mechanisms. Take control. Stress can be triggered by a problem that may on the surface seem impossible to solve, but every problem hopefully has a solution. Learning how to find solutions to your problems will help you feel more in control and help you lower your stress. One problem-solving technique involves writing down the problem and coming up with as many possible solutions as you can. Decide on the good and bad points of each one. Select the best solution. Also, you could do positive negatives. Write down each step that you need to take as part of the solution, what will be done, how will it be done, when will it be done, who's involved, and where it will take place. Manage your time. We have a whole series on time management in our previous seasons. You could see that also, but we feel overburdened by our to-do list. We talked about this yesterday, and it's a common cause of stress. Except that you can't do everything at once, prioritize, and diarize your tasks. Make a list of all the things you need to do, less them in genuine priority. On my phone, I have all the reminders of everything that's coming up that's not part of the routine. Again, every other night we do laundry, every night we do baths, and then Wednesday, Thursday, we usually get ready for Sabbath and switch everything over, but there are ways to do it, ways to set up your week so you know what's coming and you know what prioritize. Know what tasks you need to do personally, what could be delegated to others to do. Record which task needs to be done immediately in the next week, the next month, or when time allows. By editing what might have started as overwhelming and unmanageable, you break it down into smaller, manageable tasks spread out over a long time frame, with some tasks removed from the list entirely through delegation. Also, get buffer times to deal with unexpected and emergency tasks and include time for your own relaxation and well-being. We're going to go a minute over. I apologize. Learn to say no, like we talked about yesterday. Common cause of stress is too much to do, too little time to do it. But many people will still agree to take on too much responsibility. You could say no to additional or unimportant requests that will help to reduce your, and that will help reduce your level of stress may also help you become self-aware. If you learn to say no, you know that you can have a life that's more time-filled and that has less to do. You need to understand why you find it difficult if it's hard to say no. Many people find it hard to say no because they want to help or trying to be nice and to be liked and they feel bad. Others fear conflict, rejection, or missed opportunities. But remember, these are self-created barriers to saying no. You might feel reluctant to say no, at least at first. Instead, think of phrases that people might understand more gently, such as, I'm sorry, but I can't commit to this. I have other priorities at the moment. Now is not a good time. I'm in the middle of something. Want to ask me again this time? I'd love to do this, but different ways of saying things so that people won't get insulted and you realize it doesn't feel as bad for yourself to say no, even though you're deserving to say no, you're allowed to say no. And of course, rest if you are ill, if you're feeling unwell, do not feel that you have to carry on regardless. A short spell of rest will enable the body to recover faster. Again, these are some tips from skillsyouneed.com talking about stress. Join us as we continue talking practical tips, practical help here on OT Talk with Mr. T. And I'm your host, Mr. T.